Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is a great joy to be here with you, to be able to celebrate what God continues to do in and through us, his people, that God continues to move in and through his church, a community of faith made whole in him so that we can go into the world and make a difference on behalf of of Jesus Christ. If you're new here, I just wanted to say you're welcome here. We are excited that you are with us. Uh, We are excited that you have chosen to spend a bit of your day with us in worship and celebration. Maybe you're trying to figure out who this God is, or maybe you've been uh, in the church for your entire life. And either way, we are excited that you are joining with us because we want you to know something. We understand uh, that we want to be more like Jesus. We know that we're not perfect, but we, we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ. And we want to be more and more like Jesus each and every day. So we want to invite you on a journey with us to grow in relationship with God, in relationship with one another, uh, so that we can go into the world relying on God's presence, being God's people, loving people where they are, and sharing the grace and peace, the hope that we have received in Jesus Christ. And so, like I said, you're invited to go with us. We are, uh, you're, you picked a great time to join us. We're starting a brand new worship series called Rely, where we're looking at relying on the Holy Spirit. What is it to rely on the Holy Spirit and to lean into that relationship and, and to trust God with uh, his guidance and leadership in our lives? And so I wanted to start by saying, hey, to define rely means to depend on with full trust or confidence, to depend on something with full trust or confidence. The older I get, uh, the less things I rely on, like seriously, where I would, I would put my full trust and confidence in. Uh, if I had to climb a rope, man, I would be doing all kinds of stress tests on the rope, on the connection there. Now, I don't want to be climbing the rope, so there would have to be some crazy scenario that was coming up. Uh, but uh, the, the rope, I, I, you know, it would have to be seriously in good shape. Uh, everything, the connection to whatever is above, whatever is above isn't going to collapse when I'm on the rope, that the rope isn't going to break. Or a ladder. When you climb a ladder, you got to rely on the ladder to keep you off the ground. Now, step stools, I'm not so worried about. I am pretty confident that they're going to keep me up. But a ladder, I'm going to be reading the weight limit on the ladder. I'm going to be looking at, at all of the, the joints, making sure that it's, it's on good, stable ground. I am never, ever, ever going to be found on some contraption like this. There's a ladder here that's being kicked out by a ladder here and supported and, and helping to hold up a third ladder that somebody is standing on. That is insanity to me. And OSHA probably not so excited about it either. Uh, but it's just like th- those are the types of things that, that stress me out. The idea of, of being on something like that way up there where I could fall and be injured it's just not a great idea. Uh, I mean, rope swings. I remember when I was a kid, man, rope swings were the coolest thing ever. Uh, The idea of swinging out, especially over the water and just letting go and flying through the air. Mine usually looked like this, where I I ended up letting go at the wrong spot and I was going to impact the water uh, and it wasn't going to be the most pleasant. But man, who cared? It was so much fun. So why wouldn't we do something like that? Never when I was a kid, 
Did I check to see if the rope was in good shape? Uh, now, as an adult, I, I mean, like, I look at this picture and it terrifies me because that rope looks awful thin and I want, I want the rope to be super thick so that it can support everything I am. And he's connected to a tree and I want to make sure that the tree doesn't have any dry rod, that everything is good with the tree. Um, the older I get, the less things I can rely on. I remember when I was a kid, though, we, we, I grew up in the uh, suburbs around Houston, Texas, and there was a field near my middle school. And we would, every once in a while, just wander about with, with all of the boys that were in my neighborhood just to get into trouble. Uh, and I remember that one time we, we stumbled across uh, a magical find. Uh, it was a rope swing that was in a tree. And we climbed up these nailed-in boards that somebody had put uh, up into this tree, which was a good 12, 18 feet off the ground. And now, I was smaller then, but I remember that like when we, when we got there, it was way up in, in the tree. And so we climbed up it, and you know there was no hesitation no checking the rope to see if it was going to fall. It could have not been connected to the tree really good. And, and we wouldn't have cared because we were going we to jump and we were going to go. We, we relied on that thing in a way that uh, I, I struggle with today. Like I, I remember uh, just launching myself through the air, not knowing the direction that the rope was actually going to take me and not knowing where I was going to be when I came back and if I was going to impact with the tree or if I was going to be fine. None of that entered into my mind. I just wanted to do it. I had full reliance on that rope and on the hope that it would keep me up. It wasn't even, there was no doubt in my mind. There wasn't even the entrance into my mind of, of that thing failing. I look back on that moment now in, in my adult life, and I'm like, man, I'm so glad I survived that. I'm so glad I didn't end up on the ground below that, broken and bloody, because uh, it did not hold up. And we, we rode that thing for hours. I mean, we would do it, and then we would, we would come back. And then uh, when we left, the next time we came back, we were like, we're going to go back to the rope swing because that was amazing. It was gone. So I don't know if it broke um, or what happened, but the rope swing was gone. It was no longer there. And, and what's interesting to me is when we think about reliance, when we really think about relying on stuff, a lot of times we think about things that, that are uh, tangible physical things like ropes or, or swings, things like that that will support us or, or the doctor, that the doctor will know what he's talking about or she's talking about. Uh, the doctor will be able to help us with whatever's going on or our finances. We rely on our financial situation situation or we rely on our car to get us from point A to point B without breaking down or we rely on our body to work today like it has every other day. And sometimes, sometimes those things break down and we, uh, we find that our reliance ha on something has failed us. So what if, what if we shifted what we relied on? What if we shifted what we were holding in, in, uh, in trust, and instead of trusting some things here, we shifted to rely on the Holy Spirit. We relied on the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in every moment of every day. What would our lives look like if we had that type of reliance on God? Would things be a bit different? 
Would things look differently? Would, would our lives be different? I, I mean, the disciples relied on God, but that wasn't that easier for them? Wasn't it easier for them to rely on God than it is for us? Because they had seen Jesus, and yet we see that it wasn't so easy for them. Uh, actually, there's a scene. So after Jesus' death and resurrection... Uh, there's a scene of Jesus' ascension where he goes into heaven. And I love this picture because he gets the disciples around him and, and he's told them, hey, I want you to, to go into all the world baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But he, he tells them they need to wait before they go. Yes, I, I'm going to send you. Yes, you're going to be empowered. Yes, you're going to go. But wait first. It comes in the book of Acts, and the, the story unfolds this way. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them, the disciples, this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. This is the gift of the Holy Spirit. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you've been in the church for a while, you know how this story unfolds, uh, that, that the Holy Spirit is given. But imagine being there that first day. I mean, you've been with Jesus and you're hanging out and he says, I want you to wait before you go, that you're going to wait for the Holy Spirit. Uh, God's going to send this helper. He doesn't give any explanation on what that's going to look like. He doesn't give you any understanding of what that means. You're just sitting there waiting for something that has been unseen or unheard of in, in the way that it's going to be presented. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I am bad at waiting. I, I am bad at waiting for so many things, uh, mostly because there are so many other things I could be doing while I'm waiting for whatever it is I'm waiting for. There are so many things, so many ways I could be being productive, being useful, being active rather than sitting around and waiting. I mean, some of the worst places on the planet for me to visit are like the DMV. When you have to go and wait in a line, you have no idea how long that line is going to be. And you don't know for sure that you have the right paperwork anyway to get anything done. And so it's just super stressful for me to go to the DMV or waiting in line at a roller coaster. Waiting for a roller coaster to me is the worst. I love roller coasters, but waiting for a roller coaster is awful because I know that it's only get, like at the longest, it's going to be like two and a half minutes of thrill ride. And, and I've stood in a line for an hour and a half. That to me, like that's not a good equivalent exchange, right? Or, or standing in a bus stop or waiting at a bus stop in the rain specifically. These are the worst. Uh, airport security, horrible to, to wait and stand in line because then you're like, I don't know if I go to that line or that line. I mean, it's just, it's just stressful. Or waiting for doctor's results. All of these things cause us to wait. And, and sometimes, like not sometimes, every time, I feel like it's unnecessarily uh, stressful that, that I shouldn't have to wait this long. And, and yet God says, hey, I want you to wait. Jesus tells the disciples, don't go out on your own. Uh, I want you to wait because God has something that he's going to give to you. 
And, and I love the scene that follows this directly after this. It's the, the ascension of Jesus. So Jesus, one time when he was eating, he said, hey, don't go, wait for the Holy Spirit. And then they gather together and Jesus, Jesus ascends into heaven. And, and the disciples have gathered around Jesus and he ascends and they watch and Jesus ascends into the sky and they stand there staring. Now, this makes perfect sense to me, right? Because a dude just floated up into the sky and then was hidden behind the clouds. This is not something that happens on a regular basis. Jesus just went floating off into space and and the disciples are standing there watching. And I can imagine, you know, Jesus gets up there. I like, to imagine the story. So Jesus gets up there and, and God's like, yes, you did it. God, the father is surrounding him. The Holy Spirit's like, yay. And Jesus is like, hey, I'm back. Guess who's back? Uh, and, and then he like notices and he's like, uh, dad, hey, uh, they're, st- they're still down there staring up. Uh, and God's like, man, you told him to wait, right? And Jesus is like, yeah, I told him to wait, but I didn't mean wait and stare up at the sky. I meant wait in Jerusalem. That's what I told him, wait in Jerusalem. And so God's like, okay, I got this. And he sends some angels into the area and they say, men of Galilee, while the disciples are staring up into heaven, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? Why? What? What? I know why, because a dude just floated up into the sky. Why do you stand here looking into the sky, they asked. This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go. Don't stand here waiting for him to come back. Go to Jerusalem and wait there. This is what, uh, th- this is what God wanted them to do. God wanted them to wait, but not standing aimlessly staring at the sky, but to go and wait in preparation for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I struggled with this when I first became Christian. Uh, why, why did God want them to wait? I mean, was, was the Holy Spirit busy? Maybe there was a party in heaven because Jesus had come back and they were like, hey, we're going we're gonna to have a little bit of celebration before you go back. Maybe there was some other thing preventing the Holy Spirit from going. What I think now, as I have matured and my, my understanding of who God is has matured, is I believe seriously, waiting teaches us to rely When we're on our own, when we're under our own power and authority, we act under our own power and authority, and and we don't have to rely on anybody else for it. Um, Waiting, waiting forces us to rely on something else, specifically waiting on the Holy Spirit the way the disciples were waiting on the Holy Spirit. Don't, Don't try to do this alone. Wait. I'm coming to you. I'm sending the Holy Spirit so that you will know when I am there. And so that I can reveal to you all of the things that you think you might understand, I can help you to understand them more clearly. God is coming, but it is so hard to wait. It is so hard for us to wait. 
And so hearing this along with the disciples, just imagining, I mean, if, if we know the story now, then, then we understand, yes, the Holy Spirit came and it was powerful and profound tongues of fire alighting on the disciples' heads. And it was an amazing moment. But I got to imagine that waiting period was confusing, was perplexing, was, hey, did it, did it happen yet? Uh, I don't know what we're waiting for truly. So what is it going to look like when it happens? And I, I sympathize, especially over this past two years, because we've been waiting just for the world to be normal or as normal as it can be, instead of recognizing that maybe what if God has been using this period of global pandemic craziness, uh, upside down world uh, to, to say, hey, wait for the movement of the spirit. What, what if we were waiting for realization from the Spirit? Not that I believe that God caused the pandemic so that we could have a realization, but instead, in spite of the situation of the world, what if it was to help us to realize a few things? What if it helps us to realize that community is important? When we didn't have the opportunity to be in community, it, it drained us. And, and we recognized even those of us who are introverts, who prefer to be at home, it, it's something that we miss the community, especially the community of faith and the ability to gather together to worship, to celebrate. Now, we've been doing it online, and, and we're going to continue to do it online, but it's that desire to gather together, to be present together. Community is important. Or, or maybe it was to recognize that people matter, that people are valuable, uh, whether they are friends and family or uh, they're out just out in the world, people, people are valuable. They matter. Uh, maybe it was to recognize that love is hard and hate is easy, and we should choose love. Maybe we have been relying on the wrong thing. Maybe we've been relying on the wrong things. I don't know about you, but I found myself, uh, found out for myself that uh, I was relying on some of the wrong things constantly. I was relying on the fact that I would be able to get toilet paper anytime I wanted to. And yet for a while there, I was, I was having to borrow toilet paper from people because I didn't have the toilet paper. Or we were relying on the gas prices that, that they wouldn't go up, and, and yet here we are. Or we were relying on so many things that, that the grocery store would have stock shelves that I would go in and I would be able to find the bread that I like. And very rarely does that happen these days. And so maybe we're relying on the wrong things. Maybe God had something for you to realize, some way that you could shift your understanding, some way that you could grow in understanding, some way that you could start to rely on the Holy Spirit. When we learn to rely on the Holy Spirit, we learn to listen and be patient, waiting on the Holy Spirit's guidance. When we learn to rely on the Holy Spirit, we learn to lean in to that relationship, not try to charge out on our own, but instead say, God, lead and guide me today. Help me to rely on you, not on the physical things of this world, on the trappings of this world, on my finances, on my car's ability to get me someplace, but instead, let me rely on you. 
Maybe that's what God wanted for each and every one of us, just a little bit more reliance, that we would join together in seeking God more and more during this time. I'll tell you, my prayer life over the past two years has definitely increased because I'm praying that God would do away with the global pandemic. I'm praying that we would be able to meet together physically in the church without the fear or concern of COVID. I'm praying for so many things along those lines. Over the past two years, I've just prayed and poured myself out in prayer. My guess is you have done something similar. And so I I, I think that during this time, we can recognize that God is doing a thing not because of the the bad things that are going on, but because God is always moving in and through his people. And so how can we lean into this relationship? What can it look like for us? What can can you do to, to allow God access to your lives so that you can start to wait and maybe start to rely in a new way on the Holy Spirit? And first, I think we seek God through prayer. Seek God through prayer. Now, this is a very church answer, right? But seeking God's wisdom and guidance, God, pour your Holy Spirit out upon me so that I know what you want me to do, so that I can be the person you want me to be this day, in this moment. God, help me to make you smile today. That's one of my favorite prayers. God, just help me to make you smile. Let me move so in the Spirit that it brings joy to you. Uh, And then second is listen for the Holy Spirit. Now, this one's hard for me, just like waiting, because I want to, uh, to, to be active. I want to be in motion, and sitting and listening and waiting are not my goals in life. But maybe, maybe we need to slow down so that we can rely. Maybe we need to listen so that we can rely more on God's movement. And then when the Spirit speaks, then do what the Spirit says to do. Go into the world listening to what God is telling us to do and and living out of that place that God has something in mind for us. And so relying on God's gift of the Holy Spirit shifts our priorities. And, and, And maybe, maybe what you'll realize through reliance is that you've been relying on the wrong thing. Maybe you'll realize what it is to truly lean into and trust what God is doing. Because when we follow God, when we listen to the Holy Spirit and we do what God is calling us to do, it shifts our understanding. It, it changes our perception of who God is and what God is calling us to. And we recognize that we are not alone in this, that we have the Holy Spirit, the power of God within us, and we have a community of faith so that we can rely on God's church, we can rely on the Holy Spirit, and we can move in that hope and that promise so that we can make a difference for the kingdom of God right here and right now. The fact that God invites us even now still today, to be a part of his kingdom is overwhelming to me. To be a part of his work here on earth, that that God himself is empowering us and sending us into his world. At least we should be asking for his guidance. What do you want me to do? How can I do it? And know that together we can do this. 
Together, we can come into God's presence. Together, we can rely on God's guidance. And together, we can make a difference in the building of God's kingdom. My hope and my prayer is that you will join me on this. That together, as we have embarked on this, this worship series called Rely, that we would, we would take a step seeking to rely more on God's Holy Spirit. That we would take a step knowing that God is not just this great moral, uh, moral pendulum and the Spirit just guides us morally, but instead that we can rely on the Spirit's guidance to go into the world, to rely on the Spirit to lead us and move us, to rely on the Spirit to, to share with us what we should be doing, how we should be doing it, and look for those Spirit-given opportunities so that we can share God's love and grace with everyone. I hope you'll go with me on this journey. Let's pray. Holy One, we give you thanks and praise for the gift you give us in Jesus. We thank you for the hope that we have, the love that you have offered to us, the promise of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, that we come to new life in Jesus Christ. Father, help us to rely on you. Help us to lean into this relationship and to love you well. Help us to listen. Help us to wait. But then, Father, help us to go when you send us, where you send us, how you send us, and to whom you send us. Let us be your hands and your feet. Let us love well your world so that we can share with everyone we come in contact with the love, hope, and peace of Jesus Christ. Let it be so now and always. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we all agreed and said, Amen.